0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to late-night football. It has finished. Uh, Southampton won, Liverpool nil. Uh, the match reaction show for that game. And what a game. What a game we've seen. And I think this is, this is one of those genuine upset results uh, that, that we talk about uh, in the Premier League. I mean, there have been a few upsets uh, regarding Liverpool for the last few games, but this one, I think, is one of those that you didn't really see coming. And uh, I mean, what scenes at the end, isn't it? That, you know, we see Rafa Satunthal is crying. It's uh, the emotions flowing. I, I don't know the backstory there. Maybe him and Klopp are really good friends, or maybe Klopp is someone who he looks up to, and then finally being able to get the better of him must be really, very special. I don't know the backstory, but somebody could tell that in the comment section, but he he, he was emo- he was overcome with emotion at that win. It was a wonderful win for Southampton as well. As now, uh, for Liverpool, it is uh, three uh, games that they have not won, uh, win less than three games. They drew with West Brom, they drew with Newcastle, they lost to Southampton today. I tell you what, let's say it's seven 0 or oh, Crystal Palace. I think Liverpool fans would probably be thinking, you know what, maybe maybe one goal or two goals would have been enough there. And then the remaining five goals, if we could have scored those in the next uh, three games, we would have had uh, you know we could have had the three wins, we could have four wins instead of just the one out of four. But I mean, sometimes that's how that's how football plays out. But uh, there's a lot to discuss. And I think the first first step to discuss, I think, was was the team sheet and. Uh, we often talk about managers sending out messages. This might have been Klopp sending out a message to the transfer board, saying, I'm picking Jordan Henderson and Fabinho in the side. I'm, not, I'm picking two, central de- two, two defensive midfielders, essentially. The Jordan Henderson sometimes plays as, as a central midfielder, but two midfielders, two defensive midfielders, as my centre-backs, get me a centre-back. That might have been the message that he might have been trying to convey. Maybe, maybe, there's a, there's maybe the fact that he doesn't trust Nat Phillips or Reese Williams could have played a part as well. He doesn't have any defenders. But I think as far as messages go, and I don't usually subscribe to those conspiracy theories, but if, if this was indeed uh, the reason, then that was the reason that he picked those and he was trying to send a message. Maybe I mean, some people would say that, um, and it backfired, it backfired today because it's cost him three points in a game where, um, I mean, actually, you know what? It, it hasn't really backfired because I don't think the defense did too badly in the end. I think they did okay. I think uh, that goal that came wasn't a fault of the two central offs, but uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things isn't it where you send the, where you where you kind of have a vision of how the game's going to go and maybe it didn't go going to plan for liverpool the, the the first goal that came and i mean we have to talk about danny ings i mean he was a player who i myself i thought that you know he's going to southampton this is probably you know the the sort of the, the winding down of his career it's not worked out for him at liverpool it didn't work out for him uh, you know because of injuries the fact that the team is always constantly in transition when he came in um, he looked he looked the part in the games that he played but he played so few games, when I was at Southampton, he doesn't have to play two, three times a week. he can play one game a week, sometimes you get two weeks off because Southampton don't go too far in the Cup competitions. They don't generally get into Europe. He's having the time of his life. I think credit to him for revitalizing his career, not looking at this as a, as a step down, but actually as an opportunity to prove himself. I think credit to Hasanato as well for, re, for revitalizing him, giving him that confidence, that platform to, to come to come through and to prove himself, and I think he's done exceptionally well over the last, uh, I would say in the 12 months, 18 months, I think he's done, he's done really well. And that goal, I mean, the goal that he scored today was absolutely sublime, and it had to be sublime because to score from that angle against a goalkeeper of Alisson's caliber, it had to be something special. It was something special. I don't think Alisson, Alisson, there's th- th- the only reason why Alisson didn't get to it because it was so perfectly placed in that far corner. Uh, you yeah, know, there's no goalkeeper in the world to that. It had to be that level of quality and what, what a finish. But, uh, that goal was an error-free, that there was an error from uh, Alexander-Arnold. And very similar to what we saw from Conor Cody, where Conor Cody was trying to chest it down, uh, you know, in the Wolves-against-Liverpool game, where he's trying to chest it down. And he, inadvertently, what he does, he just plays it into the path of Mane. I think this is kind of similar to what happened where he, he, he chested it down. Uh, you know, he tried to chest it down. I think it was as simple because I think Cody chested it, but, uh, uh, you know, he'd misjudged the flight of the ball. I think Alexander-Arnold completely missed the ball so he's trying to chest it but it wasn't even close and it just hit him and goes through and he scores but I mean Alexander Arnold was a fault for that goal and the one thing we've been keeping on saying about Alexander Arnold is that he's probably the best right back in, in England at the moment he probably is there's an argument you know depending on what qualities you prefer in the right back uh, you might make a case for someone else but objectively speaking you would say Alexander Arnold is the best right back in England but the def- deficiency in this game is his defensive side. That's always been a liability. It's been a liability this season. It's been a liability in previous seasons as well. But they, Liverpool have got so much defensive strength that they can cover for that, which they don't have this season. They don't have Van Dijk. They don't have Gomez. They don't have Matip. They don't, you know, um, you know, the, all these players that are missing. So he's been a little bit exposed, not just in this game, but even in previous games. He's been a little bit exposed in that right back position. And today, I think, again, he was a bit exposed. Um, and, you know, and, and so... If he's not providing that defensive contribution, uh, you know you, the, the, what it does is his his lack of defensive contribution is more than made up for with his offensive contribution. Because he gets goals, he gets assists, he scores from free kicks, he does all kinds of things. So you kind of ignore that. You say you know that's just something that you're living with, and you're and you're trying to make the best of of situation because you know even if he concedes two or three goals going chances in a game, he is going to get you five, six, seven goals going chances in a game as well. So you cannot take the good with the bad. But today, um, I thought he had his, he was very poor today. He gave away that goal. And 38 times he lost the ball today, 38 times. That's that's a record in some ways, isn't it? And for a for, for right-back to do that, that's that's absolutely a And some of those, of course, are crosses that don't hit the mark. You expect uh, that to happen with the player of that with that sort of game. But 38 times is still a lot. And I think you could see it on his face. Klopp took him off, and, and you could see he was disappointed. He was really, really upset. Um, and, and, you know, you could visibly see it on his face. But... Uh, I mean that you know he. I mean that was a big part of, of why Liverpool lost the game is because A. Alexander, they made the mistake on defense and then he wasn't really providing that offensive thrust that you generally expect from him and maybe he's still recovering from that injury, uh, maybe there's still some lingering issues there. But that needs to be sorted. The other problem today, and this is something always with Liverpool, they've had lots of injuries and you know and that's something you are going to have to see that yes they are decimated injuries. They've had problems. The one thing you always notice about Liverpool is that they never, ever slack off intensity-wise. They, they, no matter who plays, it could be, you know, a youngster playing for, you know, for the last 10 minutes of a game. It could be an you know, experienced player. Everybody's on it. Everybody's running hard. They're passing well. You know, they, they've got the run, you know, really, um, you know, as soon as the ball comes, they're on it in a flash. They're moving to to attack in a flash. Everything is played at, you know, amped up to, you know, maybe 100, 150. Um, and, you know, they're, they're going for first, uh, for first balls. They, they somehow lose the ball the first time. They go for second balls. then go for third balls, fourth balls. They keep making you, you know, forcing you into mistakes. Today, we didn't see that. You know, there's a slight drop in intensity. I think it's probably 10, you know, maybe the fixture schedule got to them a little bit. Maybe. Maybe it was the, uh, you know, the fact that there were so many injuries. So they've had to use so many players over such a long period of time. Maybe there was a bit of lethargy creeping in. Not sure what the situation was, but today they, they were just they were, they were off it. And there were moments when they were on it. There were moments when they were, you know, pressing Southampton. They were winning the ball. And you could see what Liverpool were trying to do. And and they had Southampton in trouble. But those moments were so few and far between when you compare with the general Liverpool intensity. I think that that was a key, key problem today. And that's something that Klopp will need to address is the fact that that intensity was dropping. Because you can expect people having bad days but when that intensity drops... What it does is it allows opposition teams to kind of take a breather, kind of you know, set themselves a little bit, wait for the next attack to come. It also allows them to open Liverpool up a little bit more because you know they have more time on the ball. Because Liverpool plays such a ridiculously high line. If they don't, if they don't keep that intensity up, they'll be caught, they can get caught out, which they were two or three times today. They were almost caught out. And I mean, Valerie, if his shot was a little bit more powerful, he would have had a goal um, as well. Had, and then that was probably because of a bit of slackening of the intensity, especially in the last 10, 15 minutes off it and that's something that will be then it'll be fixed. Um, but you know, but it's a disappointing defeat. I mean, the no way to is about it. It was a disappointing defeat. Just one shot on target, I mean, two if you want to count the Firmino, the, the, the fact they hit him and then it went towards uh, Fraser first, year. so maybe two, one, whichever one, but none of ninth of them were serious chances. And that's that is another problem. And, and, and there's no excuses for the offense because they had their top three first-rest attackers starting today. They might have been tired, that's possible, but they still had them on the pitch. Um, you know, they still had Thiago on the pitch, they had Van Alden. Um, yes, they had, they had offensively they had players that, that you know, can hurt you. So, you know, the fact that they didn't score a goal and didn't even create clear cut chances, I think it's a little bit of a concern but for Klopp. It's a, a credit to Southampton's defense for the way they handled uh, Liverpool. And maybe that is a blueprint for other teams as well to follow. I've been saying it all the time. If you try to park the bus and hope that you know, for the best, you're going to lose games. You're not going to win them. What you've got to do is you've got to unsettle Liverpool in those opening 20, 30, 40 minutes. You've got to unsettle them and try and get a goal. And then keep up that pressure where you're not letting Liverpool just have their way in, you know, in terms of finding passes and putting crosses. And you've got to be at it um, and force Liverpool by because that's the only way Liverpool are going to be able to beat threatened. Otherwise, it's just a simple uh, game, you know, of passing around and then waiting. Otherwise, you need a you world class goalkeeper, goalkeeping performance like Darlow put in uh, to get away with the point or something. But usually, you that this works where you know you can kind of get through Liverpool. So that was it. that was uh, an observation as well that uh, today after Liverpool. Uh, Southampton, sorry, had a clear game plan and they, came, they did the analysis and then exactly what they wanted to do and they executed it perfectly. And that's, that was important. Um, in terms of what this means for the future games, I think because that's what we have to look forward to uh, in terms of future games. I think one of the things that's clear now is that Liverpool, this result is good news in, in some sense for Manchester City. I think mean, Manchester City will probably be the big winners from this result won, uh, because now when, you know, the next game Liverpool are going to play is against Manchester United. Who could now be top? Who will, could now be top of the table if they beat Burnley before they go to Anfield? They're gonna play Burnley, and they beat them, they'll be top of the table. <laughs> something isn't it? We United fans will think about when you think about how the season started. Uh, I I don't know what will happen in that game. But by the time they play Liverpool, Liverpool might very well sign another centre half. Uh, you know, so that's something that that will be there. They might sign a centre half. They're gonna have just one game now uh, for the next two weeks, and uh, you. Could, I'm I'm pretty sure at this point the club is going to rest. His entire first 11, and then probably even a few players that he expects to play against. United. he's going to rest. I wouldn't be surprised if it's an academy side that plays against Aston Villa. Maybe one or two players that are out in the cold. Maybe the likes of Shakiri, Origi, maybe they might start. But I think the majority of the team is going to be is going to be academy academy kids. And the reason for that is because against Middlesbrough, he started Diogo Jota, who's nominally nominally a fourth choice striker. He's not uh, he's not you know the top the front three are fit, then they start. And Jota is kind of like a substitute. So he's trying to start him to give him that game time and then he got injured and he went off. And now they've been struggling because they don't have anyone to replace him with. So I think in this game, he's not going to take the risk of playing any of his subs. So he's probably going to rest most of his first team players. He's going to keep them all wrapped up. And then you're not, you're not playing, you're not playing as you like. not going to take risk. I think he's going to play academy players. He might just throw that game. Uh, you know, whatever happens in that game, I think that's that's what's gonna that's what that's the way he's gonna go out. So Liverpool, in effect, they're gonna have a two weeks rest. United in that same period, they're gonna to have to play uh three games before they play, they've got to play City. Are they going to play Watford? And then they've got to play Burnley. You might expect a few changes for Watford, but I think City and Burnley are big enough games that they probably won't take too many chances with those ones. So Liverpool will be well-vested. United are going to be fatigued. And then if United lose to Liverpool, that opens it up for City because City are just one point off of United. And if they win both their games in hand, they will be, you know, they'll then if United lose to Liverpool, they will then go above them. So I think City are the big winners in this because, um, in that perspective, because A, it's going to force Liverpool into action. It's gonna make that United, that United game that much more tougher. And those are the two teams directly above about City. So I think United will, City will feel. I mean, if you if you count with the games in hand and so I'm saying those two other teams that are probably directly above City, I mean obviously City are a bit lower because they haven't played as many games yet. Uh, but I think I think I think this will suit City. Um, I think as well as Liverpool, I fully expect a reaction uh, against uh, United now. I, I I think they will go, I think this will hasten the need for a center half. I don't know if the center half deal will be completed. By the time they play United, by the time they play their next Premier League game, but this will hasten the deal. I think if there was any doubts about it, then they're going to be saying, you know what, we need a centre-half. We need to get someone in. Um, maybe Alaba. I don't know. They might just activate the deal for one now. Uh, they might just look for somebody else. I don't know who. I don't know what's centre-halves out there that Liverpool are looking at. To be honest, I don't know. But they're going to look for someone. They need to try get someone in. But uh, it does set up an intriguing clash. I think it's all set up for a Liverpool 3 0 win over Manchester United at Anfield. I think that's just coming. That's coming. You know that's coming. You know that's happening. You know that's happening. Uh, at this point, just the way that Liverpool are kind of toying with all of our emotions. But before that, there's a lot more games uh, to come. Before that, for the other teams, so uh, still a bit of football before we get there. Who knows what's going to happen? But uh, I mean, oh, the other positive I think for Liverpool, the only positive is the fact that Thiago did complete 90 minutes today, and I think that's good for him in terms of getting up to free speed. I don't think he was at his full at his best today. I don't think he had, his, he had a good game, um, and I don't think he was at his best fitness-wise either. So I think those things. Can only be ex- ex- help now with but him playing 90 minutes. I think he'll probably feel a lot more uh, comfortable uh, when he comes back out again next time on because he'll feel you know he's got 90 minutes under his legs and so that's that's probably a positive. That's one of the few positives that probably Liverpool can take. But I mean, in terms of uh, in terms of titles, there'll still be a lot of people who probably be now thinking, "Are Liverpool uh, in danger of dropping out?" I don't think so. I think Liverpool probably are still the favourites for me to win the Premier League title. It's, it's, you know, again, it's, it's about consistency, and, you know, I, I, City are probably now the closest challengers to Liverpool, the way that they're playing. They look balanced, they look good now, so maybe City can sneak in and get away with it a little bit. They can kind of build, if they can keep winning, then keep that form going, they might just be able to uh, establish uh, a, a lead. Uh, there's still those two games in hand, and that's the thing. If they played those two games in one both, then they would be sort of in that position to then start, you know, getting away from Liverpool and from Manchester United, so that's kind of the issue right now, but just feel like yeah like city may are probably the closest challenge but I, I still feel liverpool are the favorites at this point uh to win the premier league even despite this result. I think it's just a matter of fine-tuning a few things tweaking a few things and then they'll be back in it but we shall see what happens we don't know yet uh but it does set up an intriguing month of premier league football to come and we're going to see what happens but you know there's a lot a lot of football to be played just yet in the league before we can make any predictions but thank you for watching uh please smash a like if you enjoyed this video and, and if you uh I'm not a Liverpool fan. I enjoyed Liverpool losing, special like, And uh, you know, send me your comments. What do you think about the Premier League race? What do you think um, is going to, ha- is, you know, what, what can Liverpool do to arrest this uh, mini slump that they, and what do you think they should do? Uh, and I'd love to hear your comments and your opinions on that as well. And of course, uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Uh, appreciate the support, appreciate the, the help, and uh, we'll continue producing these kind of videos for you. All right, take care. Have a good day or night, whatever time you're watching this. And I'll see you again very, very soon. Bye-bye.